I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Come to Daddy, the podcast where I, Reuben Kay, a man so untamably gay my pronouns are catch and release, hold the hands of my celebrity friends, discuss our parents, and spend a penny in the urinal of trauma. Oh my. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not saying I have daddy issues, but after two years of treatment, I'm not better and my therapist has a yacht. And in a shocking, sad, terrifying, and disappointing turn of events, I'm in the same city as Amanda Sangorski, my producer, which means we have to share a room and even, dare I say it, breathing air together. Amanda, dare I ask, how are you? I haven't thought of anything to say. Yeah, you've also, you've left the door open, just so you know. Another, another wildly obvious indicative moment of your unprofessionalism. I've had to live with nine episodes of your puerile insults and um, belittling of my professional capabilities. We have been apart for how long? But I was saying to you earlier, it's like we haven't been apart because I've been sitting listening to the podcast. I dream about you. I'm always looking at pictures of you, not like that, but in a professional capacity. So even though we are now a matter of feet apart, it, I, can't tell you, I can't tell you how long it's been. It has been an absolute joy making two seasons of this. Where can we go from here? Well, I'd like everybody to please come to our YouTube channel um, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like, subscribe. You can see Ruben in all his Technicolor glory mm. rather than just hear those dulcet tones. Um, and, yes, keep on listening. This is the last pod until um, ser series or season three. Oh, yes, we're going to do season three. Oh, Can you believe it's three. been three seasons since we cooked this up in your muse? That's not a euphemism. That's or in your case, it... <laughs> nothing's been cooked up in my muse for many a year oh, now. My, I love that you're so middle class, you call your cervix a muse. Don't use the word cervix. cervix. I, I retract that immediately. I've said this in previous pods, but thank God my mum and dad are dead, because I... I wouldn't, I, 
they, I just couldn't have them hearing this. Can you imagine if we, um, what if we did an episode of you and your parents? Oh, I've got to go. I think I can, I can hear someone at the, cheerio! And there she goes. She was here a second ago and now there's just an Amanda-shaped puff of smoke and a spinning yikes sign. So let's get into it. My guest today is a comedian who's been described as a joke machine, writing for basically every comedian you've ever heard of. His stand-up show, Liminal, was the best-reviewed show at last year's Edinburgh Festival. Edinburgh Fringe or Edinburgh Festival? Um, I don't know. Also, not the, but one of the, Um, in case anybody writes in. For but I'll take that. I'll take your sake, one. Your one sounds much better. Yeah, take mine. It's not, it's not true, but it sounds no, great. No, it's a podcast. <laughs> Nothing it needs to be true. It can just be a conspiracy theory. All right, in that case... Big um, Pharma says it was the most <laughs> re- best-reviewed show. His stand-up show, Liminal, was among the best-reviewed shows at last year's Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and in just three months, his videos have collected over 75 million views on TikTok and Instagram. It's hard to pin down where this talent sprung from, as he has an idyllic childhood, but it was in Slough. And he did once witness his mother wrestling a neighbour in the paddling pool, so let's go with that. Come to Daddy, Jake Lambert. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, so you did the uh, the best reviewed, which was, which is wrong. I don't know if that, that might not make the edit, so we yeah. corrected it. Um, 75 million. I think they've had over 100 million. So you've taken 25 million views off me as well. Yeah, poll tax. Ah, oh, okay, see. I'm just wondering what's going on what there. What is a poll tax? No idea, but you said it sounded right, so that, I just went with it. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> as someone else who has millions of views on TikTok, I really felt like I needed to just cut you down. Right, thank you. I imagine poll tax, if you had to guess, what would you go? Oh, I think it's very racist and it's post-war and it's against the Polish. Oh, my God, maybe. I just thought it was, and we take this money off you, and it's to go towards the ballot papers when you vote. Oh. Or maybe it's about um, Maypole maintenance? Probably that one, though. I'll that go with be, yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, lots yeah. of Morris dancers gouging <laughs> yeah, yeah. the public. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what they do, and they're, they're, all their ribbons are just showing off how much spare money they've got. You just don't know how much ribbons cost in this day and age. <laughs> Amanda said she couldn't get hold of you earlier, and you had the best excuse for not calling her back. What was your excuse for not calling Amanda back? Oh, my God. I'm going to check my messages. Uh, was it because you were playing golf with Michael McIntyre? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this Yeah. This. This happened the other day. You're right. Mm-hmm. So I wondered what I'd done earlier. But, yes, she called me and I was playing golf with Michael McIntyre, which sounds absolutely insane, I'm aware. Thanks for bringing it up. No, it's a pleasure. I, just I realise sure now nothing is safe. Nothing I've said ever is safe. How is he? He's very good, thank you. Yeah. Um, yep, I think he's good. I think he had a good childhood. Yeah. Seems happy. <laughs> Is that what we're here for? Yeah, we're amazing him. We're examining him. No, I meant like at golf. I'm shocking at golf. I hate golf. Right. I, um, I'm i not great. He's better than me. But even if he wasn't, I think I'd, I'd deliberately play, play badly. Did <laughs> Just to really, like, cement where the relationship stands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, here we are, the parental questionnaire. Names of parents. Sandra and Mick. <sighs> I love a Sandra. Where do they live? Uh, they live in a village just outside Windsor. Oh, how sweet. Very nice. And how much do you blame them for how you turned out in a percentage? Ooh, I would say, I think when I was younger, up until I was probably about 25, 26, I would say that they were to blame for 90%. I'd say now I've become slightly more my own person. I'd say um, that they can both both have 33%, so 66%, and I'll take the rest. That's very magnanimous. Oh, thank you. That's lovely. And, I'll, I, th- and, and I, I hope, I think, honest. Sorry. I think so, too. I think it's interesting um, 
when someone goes, oh, well, that's my percentage and that's that instead of, oh, this is a moving figure. Mm. Mine yeah. continuously, yes. based on my emotional state, what my digestive system is doing, right? like how much my back hurts is a real big one. Right. Oh, okay. So what your digestive system is doing suggests whether you're more your mum or your dad. Oh, mum. Oh, right. Mum for right. sure. Mum, if I get mum's gut and dad's back, I'm fucked. <laughs> Absolutely. How, tell me about Sandra and Mick. Um, so they were together since they were teenagers and um, are still together. Mm. Um, they, they get on well. I think they're, they're good friends. Mm. They, I think actually there's stuff that they do that I think um, maybe hopefully made me a good person. Like I, my mum would have to be up early for work. She works for uh, American Airlines. And so my dad, she'd go to bed first and he would, um, uh, before he went to bed, he would put like a, a mug out with a tea bag in it. So she had to do less work the next morning. So I think it's like, like nice little things That's like that. That's little symbiotic moments in a relationship. Yeah. When it was one of their anniversaries, my dad bought my mum lovebirds called Sandy and Mike. Um, right. But uh, my mum absolutely hated them because they made noise constantly. So what did she do with Sandy and Mike? Um, they stayed for a while, and then one day they got out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fair. But they actually, they got out a few times, and they kept coming back. And when I was younger, I was thinking, wow, how do they keep getting out? This is crazy. Now I look back, I go, I think I understand what was happening. And yeah. we would have our entire street out trying to get them back in and sort of get them back from the trees, and they would eventually fly back in when they got hungry. And Sandra must have been yeah, heartbroken. Yeah, she tried to passively murder <laughs> these two birds. Um. Do you think they're going to listen to this podcast? Um, I because this influences how honest you can be. Yeah, I think. Oh, well, I assume I'll be sharing it on Instagram, and they both follow me on Instagram. But they both—I don't think they do anything on the account. I think they both both have an account that never posts and only follows me. Yeah. So I know that they, um, which is sort of like Boomer Lojack. Yes. Yeah. So they are fully on board with everything I'm doing. And I'm not aware of it. It's only recently they mentioned something that I then realised they're both on Instagram. Um, so it'll either be they see that, but I'm not sure if they see it, if they'd understand how to click the link and what to do with it. Mm. Um, so what they might have is um, a family friend or a relative might say, oh, Jake was talking about you on this, and then they'll be fully in. Mm. In fact, my when, when my videos started to go viral, I was trying to explain it to my dad once because I think I'd sold out some shows and he, this sounds terribly like I'm just showing off, but I probably this is in This is absolutely the platform for you to show off. <laughs> so I was telling him this. And that the videos had taken off and the views and the following. And he said, um, he uh, he has a job. He works in golf, something in golf I don't fully understand. But anyway, he um, he also, um, actually, I'm not, I, he sort of drives cars for one of the neighbours that sell cars and like old classic cars. He sort of helps him pick them up or whatever. Gotcha. And he was in one of the cars with the guy's daughter. Right. And he said, he was going on this long meandering story like I am now, sorry. But he, I get it from my dad. This is the 33% of him. But he um, he said how the two of them have been in the car, her, his daughter and the daughter must have been maybe 21 or, or something. And he'd mentioned to her that I'm a comedian and uh, how she looked me up on Instagram. And at this point, I think one of my videos had got like, I'm, I'm going to say maybe 12 million views. There's a lot, this one. Mm. So I told him that. He then went on this story and I went, right. Because I told him this and that was his response. And I went, right. And he went, yeah, so I don't know if maybe she's got a lot of friends, if maybe she saw that video. And I was like, right, 
So, not, not only do you think this girl knows 12 million people, you've managed to take credit yeah. for, it might have just been that it was a good video and people liked it. But his straight answer to that was, it must be that, that I told her that, she's seen it, and now I'm, I'm taking the credit. I read that, Mum, on your bio, that your mum loves to clean, like, a lot. A lot. A lot? A lot. To the point where, when we were younger, I remember her friends would turn up you know, it was again. It's their generation. They would just pull up on the driveway. There's no pre phone call. There's no tech. It was that. Dr- that drives me mad. And no yeah. wonder she liked to clean. She's in a constant state of fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, that might have been it because they would then judge. think that they'd seen. She had seen them pull up. She had grabbed the Hoover and started cleaning. And they would honestly think that's what had happened. But I'd be like, no, no, she had been doing this all morning. And then you turned up. And now that you're here, we get to turn the vacuum cleaner up for a bit so we can we can hear. Yeah, well, everyone has a hobby. And then, but it would be, the house would smell of polish. I mean, it smelled very nice, but it, that is the 33% I've got from my mum. Oh, you're quite I, fastidious as well? Yeah, that I, I, I like to make sure it's clean and tidy. And I remember... I, I'm an uncle and I became an uncle quite young. So when my sister would come over with uh, my my nephews or nieces and the house would be suddenly full of toys, as soon as they left, me, I, me and my mum would be like, tidy that away, clean up. And then we'd be like, ah, and we, like, we both hated it at the same amount of when it was just like chaos. We, I can't handle it at all. If there's something left out it, and I'm very minimalist at home, I don't really mm. have stuff. So Sandra and Mick, are they into comedy? They are into comedy. Um, oh. A lot, and they were growing up. It would, in fact, I remember. Um, I think the first time I ever saw stand-up comedy happening, even on TV, mm. it was uh, we got back from my um, uncle's house, and we got home quite late. And my dad called me into the living room and said, "Jake, come and watch this." And it was Harry Hill on TV, and he said, "This is my favourite stand-up comedian." And uh, then recently, Harry Hill then signed with my agent. So now I've got the same agent as Harry Hill. And is your dad thrilled? My dad's. I think that's the happiest he's been about my career so far. There's, um, there's a real moment when parents have a relatable moment in a career that they might not have an in on. Yes, that's what it is. And he didn't say, actually, I told uh, the daughter of a guy I work with that Harry Hill was great. And maybe she influenced him to go and sign with Flo. You never know. My dad would take credit if he could. I love it. My mum is um, obsessed with me being on QI. Right. Obsessed. It's the only thing. She and how's really it coming along? About. Well, I I was on a bill with um with um Alan Davies. Great, that'll help. That'll help. And then Mum said, "Oh, ask him if you can get he can get you on QI." I'm like, "He's not in casting." Mum says, "I just think Sandy Toxic would love you, Ruben." And I'm like, "Well, I'm sure she would too. We both have a lovely bouffant of naturally blonde hair." Oh, I didn't want to. Say, well, I did want to say, but it's I wasn't a, sure how. It I was. asked for the Sandy Toxic. It, it, they've you've got a very good hairdresser. Thank you very much. And they definitely know who Sandy Toxic is, right? That's for sure. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Is it harder to be a comedian when you have such well-balanced parents? Well, I don't know how well-balanced they are. Uh, <laughs> well, your mum's an obsessive-compulsive who continually cleans. <laughs> and let's have a moment if we're talking about well-balanced. Tell me about the shower. Yes. So the downstairs uh, bathroom we had growing up was fe- themed like uh, Bates Motel. Um, uh-huh. I don't know why they did this. It's not very them at all. Their house is very... It always looks like a showroom. Mm. And then... Um, my friends would come over, we'd have sleepovers, watch horror films, and then one of us would need to go to the toilet, and there was a shower curtain with a shadow of somebody uh, there with a dagger. There was the no vacancy sign. It was There was a dagger hanging um, on the inside of the bathroom door. I've got no idea why they did this. There are moments where heterosexual people really do <laughs> dive headlong into camp. Yeah, yeah. It's and exactly it's so what it was. curious. Were they were they sort of morbid people in their sense of humour? Were they dark people? Comically? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I think that that has something to do with it. I because think it's that. As an uh, as a child, my brother often had to babysit me. He's four years older than me. Right. Um, and he, when I was a, a kid, I would have been maybe um, eight or ten or something like that. One of those ages where he was trusted to babysit me, but it was a risk and it was like a short trip or something. Yep. He decided to show me Psycho. Right. As a child. Yeah. And, oh, did that yep. ruin me Yeah. for anything. Like, baths only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also all lights on in hallways and still... Still, I pick up a pace if I'm walking down a dark hallway into the room. Oh, really? Oh, still, still got you. Well, I, I had that with my older sister and It, the clown. We oh, had yeah. that. Uh, she did that to us, me and uh, all the children down my street. And there was a, a summer holidays where uh, a lot of us went through the phase of wet in the bed. And because we were too scared to go and use the toilet in the middle of the night. So we were wet in the bed. It sounds quite dark, actually. Also, my sister, that same sister... Um, I remember them looking after me and um, our bedroom windows would look out into the garden and there was like an extension. Nope. And I went to bed and there was a tapping on my window from outside. Tap, nope. tap. Kept, nope. I kept looking, nothing there. Tap, tap. Kept looking. She had unwired a hanger and was leaning out of her window and tapping it against my window. So then when I eventually went to look for the third time, she'd put this mask <laughs> my dad had on. Ah. It was like a green, that went over your head, a green mask with big black hair and she just was there. I was screaming, for, and obviously I was then screaming, and that was for them. And my mum and dad came back; she didn't get in trouble. They thought it was hilarious. Yeah, of course they would have. Yeah, because it is hilarious. Yeah, it's very good. She's also evil. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm Australian. Yes, and I think a lot of other people, even in Europe, America, and abroad, and maybe even in the UK, would like to know what is Slough. I don't know if they would want to know. I think their lives would be better if they didn't. It but... sounds like an onomatopoeia or an exclamation of pain. Yes, I think it comes from something from like wet mud or something is what it means. Like wet slurry? Like marshland, I think it's something like that. But it's, um, it was actually, I grew up in Langley in Slough. For me, it was actually brilliant. We lived in this cul-de-sac and everybody was friends down there. We had the policeman, we had, uh, sorry, the police officer, we had the postman. Mm-hmm. Um, we had um, everything. We had a plumber. Everybody was friends. No, I've seen that movie. And, <laughs> oh, that one you know. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Good film. <laughs> um, but um, we would like go down to the beach together. The the uh, the road would basically be blocked off 
for like summer parties. We'd play football out in the street. It was a real, it was a great street to grow up on. Mm. I think that was perfect. The biggest slough is uh, the Mars factory. So you could often need to be able to smell Mars chocolate. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, which is quite nice. So it did seem like we were like Charlie Bucket sort of growing up and like the chocolate factory was just right there, but we never got the invite. Although my uncle did work there. I used to get a lot of free chocolate. So basically, I did. I don't know. I feel like this sounds lovely. It, actually, now I think about it, I'm going to call my parents and thank them. As you as you said this back, you really are ameliorating the kind of the <laughs> reputation of Slough. <laughs> yeah. I made, it sound, I made it sound like it's out of a Richard Curtis film. Yeah, it's lovely. It's all got a filter on it somewhere. Yeah. Um, um, what were your parents like as parents like their attitudes towards you and your sister very relaxed and it was all about having fun which my sister's now like with her children right it was it's all about just having a good time there was never really i don't feel like any real pressure on us at school or anything mm. which i think then came through on the grades but i just don't think they were <laughs> <laughs> i just don't think they really they were just it was about obviously to take school seriously but yeah. i think mainly it was more than take school seriously, the message was sort of just have fun. But your mum got a job at your school. She did. She got a job at my primary school because she was worried about me because I was very small for my age. Right. Uh, and uh, I think she was concerned. So she Were got... you like premature or? I don't know. They don't really speak about it. My family aren't that open about stuff. We don't really talk sure. about things. Sure. I think my mum either dropped me down the stairs or she fell down the stairs when she was pregnant. Something like that happened with me. But yeah. I think I'm fine. Fell. But... Um, yeah. <laughs> And then, so she got a job at the primary school at the reception uh, as a receptionist and just to keep an eye on me. That's. But she admitted that, I think, whilst I was there. Right. I knew what was happening. Yeah. And what was your feeling towards that? Um, I just didn't really mind. Although I was very shy, so I'm surprised. I did feel like it didn't let me maybe grow enough because I was always slightly aware that, or, or worried that I was being watched. Mm. But that's also because I was being told that I was being watched. Being told so being that, watched. that's why that happened. Mm. But she she was just very caring. So maybe that I think that's another comedy thing, isn't it? To either be uh, completely neglected by the parents or to be mollycoddled. Is that the word? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I always say um, I'm what happens if you have either too many boundaries or none at all. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I think my older sister, she had she had boundaries, but she ignored them all. Whereas yeah. I got given loads of boundaries and I respected all of them. You've talked about your epilepsy on stage. Yeah. Give us a rundown of that. Tell her about that. Uh, well, me and my sister both got that. She had her first seizure when she was 16 on a canal boat. Right. And I had it when I was 19 at university. Do you think that you having epilepsy was part of why your parents were determined to have such a, like a fulfilling, fun family life? No, they wouldn't think about life like that. They'd just have fun. <laughs> They just had fun. Yeah, also, we were both a, a bit older, but it happened. So they were like, oh, we just had a nice childhood, then you both got epilepsy. Uh, so I don't think they really ever really... They would never think like that. I just think they would just go, no, we have fun anyway. My yeah. whole, even the bigger family, it's all just have a laugh. So they would have just done that anyway. Well, that's so lovely. sorry, there's no deep meaning there. I've really taken that Yeah, I was really trying to mine for something It's just there. not what my family is about content. at all. Just... And we don't talk about feelings, so as soon as you gave me something like that, I just shut it down. You don't talk about feelings? Maybe you're having an absent seizure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time they've ever mentioned it, I was out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even within like the the fun, the fun funness, it wasn't like... You didn't talk about feelings within that. It was just like, okay, activity's no. fun. Yep. Never. Like, I've... I've never known, I don't know if this is a common thing, it'd be interesting to ask with you, but I've never known any idea even remotely close to what my parents earn. No idea. Is that a common thing? Yeah, but that's not emotion. That's But I mean, finance. that's even like, that's... even, even oh, like that, that, like that level of estrangement. Of yeah. Like we just don't know. Apart. 
I don't know. I know that my mum likes Tom Jones, and I know that she likes to clean. Yeah. And we both like the same books. Whenever I now I re- I read a lot. Whenever I find a book that I like, I give it to her, and we talk about books. Um, we talk about that a lot. Me and my dad talk about comedy and music. Yeah. But no idea about any other stuff. Hey, we're coming into the gauntlet of the pick and mix. Oh. I know. I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. Hey, Amanda. (laughs) Unbelievable. I know. I know. She was on Grindr. Um, in these, do I say which ones Jake's chosen or do I go, it's time for the picky mix and you have chosen and then the jingle plays. I just need my, my brain reminded. Um, do either, both, neither, doesn't matter. I can build it in the edit. So you can just literally pick up from after How do you manage to be so helpful and unhelpful at the same time? <laughs> pick and mix, pick and mix. It's time for us to do pick, pick and mix. And today you have chosen, drum roll please, Amanda. It's quite hard. There's a lot of saliva on that microphone yeah, it's got now. Sore tongue. Daddy, Daddy, look! I'm doing a dive. Did you have any tactics to try and get your parents' attention? So um, the reason I've put this uh, option is because um, I didn't. I did the opposite of this. I hated them watching me do anything. To the point where I used to play football at the weekends and they were not allowed to watch. And I remember once running with the ball towards the goal and I looked up and my mum I saw was in the stands watching and I just stopped and pretended I'd heard the referee blow the whistle and just stopped playing football. I hated them watching anything. They've never seen me do comedy live. They never watch any school plays. I hate it. So I did the opposite. For what? Because you're worried about criticism or worried that it's not good enough? No idea. <laughs> no idea. Don't like to tap into it. I just, they just don't, they've never seen me do anything. No, it's so unfair. Was there a call they made that you still feel was unjust and you require retribution? Yes. I think about this often. It was when I was in year... Um, eight. So when I, I I got sent to the secondary school that my sisters were going to, my mum didn't get a job there, but she sent me to the one my older sisters were at. Because, so they could keep an eye on you. Yeah. To, uh, although, actually, it worked because I remember, um, so Claire had left before I got there, but Hayley was in year 11. And um, so it was year seven to 11. So she was just, she was on her last year as I was in my first. But I remember um, some boys took our ball. Me and my friends were playing football and they took our ball and my older sister, who had who had left, and Haley would have still been around. I think must have been year seven. But anyway, they uh they took my ball, and I went to get it back, and one of them was like hiding it from me, and then his friend went, hit him and said, "Give it back! Don't you know who that is?" And he went, "Who is it?" And he went, "That's Claire Lambert's brother." And he went, "Oh my god, sorry!" He just handed me the ball back, and I was like, "I don't know what my sister did at this school, but even though she had left, I was still protected." I've got no idea what she did. Claire Lambert was a high school mafioso. (laughs) Apparently. And then I remember when I was in year nine, my home economics teacher asking if um, I had any older siblings. And I said, yeah, Hayley and Claire. And she went, you're Hayley and Claire's brother. And I went, yeah. She went, I'm sorry. I can't. She couldn't comprehend that we were related. They were how they were. And I was how I was. And they couldn't believe it. But for what? What was so different about Hayley and Claire 
And you... Claire especially was a bit of a rebel, bit of a rogue one, right? A uh, bit of a troublemaker. Yeah. And Haley maybe a little bit more towards that, but not as much. But they must have realised the two of them are sisters. But me, they just couldn't. She couldn't believe. No, goody goody two shoes. Yeah, couldn't believe. And so what happened was, and what was unfair was, my sister had left. Haley and Claire had both gone. I was in year eight, and I was going to go to my friend Jonathan Stock's house. And my, um, I was on the phone to him. I said, "Mum, can I go?" And what happened was, I'd had a cut on the end of my nose here, and I didn't even know. And my mum said, um, "What's that on your nose?" I said, "I've got no idea." And she was like, there's a cut on the end of your nose. I was like, right. And she was like, what happened? And I was like, I don't know. She was like, Jake, if somebody's hit, if somebody's scratched you, as a girl done something, as a guy hit you, what is it? What has happened? I said, mum, I don't, I don't know what, it, I, this has come from somewhere, I don't know. I was playing football, maybe the boy, I don't know. And she was like, until you tell me what's happened, you can't, I was like, but I don't know what's happened. Oh my God, now I see why you don't want them to watch your comedy. <laughs> I think about that about once a month, and I th- and I was in year eight, so I was twelve. I've I've thought about that for over twenty years. That is outrageous. I, I just she, she would she was wouldn't so protective. She wouldn't let it go. She was like, just tell me what it is. And I was like, I don't. And I was like, I can, all I can do is lie to you. I can make something up, and I can say yes if you like. I got somebody threw a ball in my face and it scratched me. I don't, I don't know what you want to hear, but, but just I to don't make know. this end, I'm gonna have to fictionalize something yeah. to create a, a trauma here. Yeah. That I just don't know. I've just got a scratch under my nose. That's all I've got. Oh, Sandra. Yep. Sandra. Sorry, I got quite passionate there, but I really meant that. So I've, I've loved it when that when that question came up. And you said you had no trauma. <laughs> you said you had nothing to bring to the come to daddy, the, the, the emotional equivalent of the bowl you put your keys in at an orgy. Edinburgh go. Festival 2024, watch out. Oh, babe. He's coming. Jake knows best, Peter. <laughs> in. I would go and see that. Um, look. We've actually come to the end. Oh, I think I got through that on scale. You did. Well, despite what Mum thinks, <laughs> you've got one more oh. challenge. Okay, here we go. And look, treacherously, are they here? It is. It's here. <laughs> Your mum's here. Finally, tell her what happened. Sandra, come in. Sorry, Sandra. Sandra, but I Sandra? enjoy Sandra. Sandra, nice. Sandra. It's Sandra, but I like Sandra. Think of it Although as an antipathy and lilt. So, obviously, Mum. <laughs> did you ever go through a period of calling them by their names? Um. No, but I remember my friend uh, was at primary school with me and uh, my mum always talks about the moment where obviously to everyone else at school, she was Mrs. Lambert. Hmm. And then he, uh, he just walked past her one day, past reception, she must have been maybe eight years old and just walked past her desk and went, all right, Sam? <laughs> just the lack of disrespect. What was, what was the reaction? I mean, she, she would have found it hilarious. She would have found it so funny, but it's just... So not what was supposed to be done. My primary school teachers come to my shows now. Wow. Um, and I still can't call Mrs. Reimer Elidia. Oh, my God, yeah. I noticed the other day, actually, I think Miss Golding, who was my primary uh, nursery school teacher. Yeah. And she uh, commented on one of my Facebook things. And I was like, oh, my God, Miss Golding. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's no one ever no, it's to seared. It's seared into your consciousness. It's absolutely like NLP'd yep. into your... Yep. And into she, your cerebral cortex. Because she's still there because she was my older sister Claire's um, nursery teacher, then Haley's, then mine. And then it was my nephew's uh, sports day and I went to watch. And Miss Golding is now his uh, school teacher. So to me, she's she can, she will only ever be Miss Golding. So I'm fully with you on that But one. she's there in several generations of the Ye- Lambert clan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's going to write a book one day. Yeah. 
on Golding Pond. <laughs> hey, that's... Nope, just me. Okay, the last final challenge for you is oh, called yeah. Shall I Be Mother? Shall I Be Mother? This okay. is where you, Jake Lambert, mm. get the ultimate pleasure, privilege and honour of looking into my eyes. Oh my God. And I know. <laughs> be still. <laughs> and pretend that I am, imagine that I am, envisage that I am your mum, your dad, or a hastily knitted together... Frankenstein's atrocity <laughs> of whichever sick. is least or most uncomfortable. Right. And what would you say to Sandra, Sandra, San, mm. and Mick? Uh, have you watched any good films recently? <laughs> <laughs> That's my go-to. That's a good chat. <laughs> That's as much as I'm happy to talk about. <laughs> Real emotions here. My mum travels a lot for work, and I'm, my, my question is always, you know, what films did you watch on the plane? That's always my go-to. What, never like, have you seen anything good? What did you... She's been what about to, that trip did you... Yep, South Korea, Argentina, Russia. She's gone to it all. And I'm always like, what film did you watch on that plane? <laughs> you may be our most British guest <laughs> yet, Jake Lambert. I think I hear the strains of rural Britannia floating up the stable. In fact, if we get the rights, we'll put it on. But we probably can't. Is it in the public domain, Amanda? Fantastic. It's, it's, it's in my family name. We, I, I give you permission. <laughs> Jake Lambert, where can we get more of you? Oh, if you want it. I'm not sure people would, but if they want it. Oh, they're craving for it. Um, then uh, Jake Lambert Comedy is the website. It's the Instagram handle. It's the TikTok handle. It's the Twitter handle. Fantastic. Have your shows coming up? I am um, supporting Michael McIntyre on tour until next June, but I have a tour that will be announced next month. Very exciting. And until then, holding those golf clubs. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for Daddy, having me. Jake Lambert. This has been so fun. <laughs> Hello, listeners. It would be remiss of me if I didn't also, true to form, plug myself. I'm touring around the country with no pesky guests to interrupt my genius. So if you're in the UK, if you're in Cambridge, Manchester, Brighton, Leeds, Bristol, Sheffield, or London, I'm bringing my show The Butchers back to your town. Or if you're in Europe, in Antwerp, Oslo, Amsterdam, Stockholm, Helsinki, and possibly Berlin, we're working on a date, uh, look up my website, rubenk.com. Tickets are now on sale, and I'm very happy to say, moving fast. If you can't come to Daddy, come to me, Ruben K. The answer to the question, what is that smell, and why is it singing? <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.